0: Arise Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Judah, leader of Arise Worship at Arise Church, and with me is... Dr. J, pastor at
1: Arise Church.
0: And we are so happy you could join us this time. We have another guest with us, and we are excited. You don't want to miss this episode.
1: That's right. You're going to enjoy it. Like... Like all the rest of the podcast, is going to be incredible. We're going to have a great time, a great interview, and we're going to get to learn a little bit more about Arise Worship and the team. By the way, if you are looking for a church, we'd like to invite you to come and join us at Arise Church, 16320 Hebner Road in san antonio 78248 we are now meeting in the gym and our services for the summer at least they start at 10 a.m now so we're hoping to have you there get to meet you and also don't forget to share this podcast with your friends with your relatives with the in-laws with the outlaws put it on your social media you know wherever it is you know give us a shout out somewhere so that other people can uh Benefit from the podcast as well. I hope that you can do that for us.
0: Yes, that would be really great. Please share it with whoever you know, and please come and join us on Sunday mornings. We'd love to see you there. So today we have another one of my siblings on the worship team. Now he he is the youngest of the four. And that's my brother Jariah.
2: Hi, I'm I'm the bassist. <laughs> I'm the bassist at Arise Church and I'm on the Rise worship team as you know. And yeah, that's just a little bit about myself. <laughs> that
0: was a nice <laughs> introduction. Uh this is also his first time. I know in the last episode we had my sister gerilyn uh who sings on the team it was also her first time so it's a cool little thing we're getting to do here as a family again it's another family podcast not like with our other friends or cousins this is in the house family so we're nice. excited to have you on here and if you hear me call him g it is because i'm so used to calling him that nickname by one of our little cousins but his name is Dre, so just- we just
1: call him g because he has a lot of money
0: yeah that's what my dad says so (laughs) Jiraiya we're gonna start with the first question if you don't mind how did you get involved for those that are listening tell us how you got involved in worship and what your journey over the past few years in worship has been like
2: so how I got involved it was kind of weird so I don't know if you remember but like way back in like 2015 2016 around that area you were playing a lot on your electric guitar and you were playing like all these like rock songs and like just a bunch of songs that wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like Christian style, it was just rock songs. And you were telling me that to pick up the bass so that way me and you can just jam together and out cause we had always had a bass guitar in, in our closet but it was never used. So yeah, you, you started to show me a little bit of the bass and then from that point on, I started just playing, learning rock songs, and the good thing was that I never really felt pressured to, like, be on the worship team. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just like, as time went on, the, the church was starting to grow more, I saw the that the worship team was starting to grow more, but y'all were still in need of a bassist. So I kind of just, like, you know, I play bass, so I, I kind of just...
1: Yeah, I remember you were... One of the worship services that we're having. You were doing a camera and then you came over to me and said, Dad, you were crying and you said, Dad, I think the Holy Spirit wants me to join the team.
2: Really? I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't? I don't remember that. Yeah.
0: You remember your camera days though, right? I, That's how you started off first serving at church.
2: Yeah. The camera days were I had a lot of fun working the camera, but I don't know, I would just get really bored just kinda of staring at the screen. So but I, I don't I don't remember telling you that god told me to be on the worship team but yeah. i i did have a desire to
1: and i told you i said well then talk to your
0: brother yeah and uh, that's pretty much how he got started because we crazy.
2: i don't remember that <laughs> I, like, I don't remember you telling me
0: that we were in desperate need of a bass player It was so empty with the sound but yeah so that was well, around 2016 around sixteen seventeen, maybe yeah um, i think it
1: was 17 it
2: was 17 going in in 2018 okay
0: mm-hmm. but yeah so that's how you got started so since then what is your worship journey been like
2: it's been crazy so at the start i really i really had a lot of fun it was kind of i kind of felt awkward at first because i wasn't really familiar playing in that kind of setting because you know going from like playing like a rock bass to kind of like playing bass at church it's kind of like i don't want to say two ends of like the spectrum but it it is uh a different kind of style
1: yeah So. and was, what do you say to all the people that are saying <laughs> the pastor let them play rock well it's not
2: really <laughs> that big of a deal it's not like i was the music heavily influenced me it was just kind of just a fun <laughs> thing to do on the side yeah,
0: yeah both yeah. jirai and i have a lot of fun playing that with some of the other worship team members and we just kind of do it just a jam really there's no real influence that it has on us it right. was just a matter of Um, fine. yeah, having fun and for me personally, fine-tuning my guitar skills, I I believe it helped improve my skills in a much different way. And, well, yeah, so we did play rock music for a little bit and we still kind of do, but yeah. Yeah.
2: And it it does help to kind of play a different style because when you play a bunch of styles, like any musician can say that when you play a bunch of different styles of music, it'll like overall like improve your skill.
1: So what instruments?
2: I... Well, you know, I play the bass. I play trumpet at my school, at my high school.
1: And, and you're one of the top dogs, <laughs> I, Mr. Yes. President. Yes. Yeah, I'm Mr. The, president.
2: I'm the band president and section leader at my school. Yeah, the trumpet section leader. But
1: in region?
2: Yes, I I made I made region band.
1: I I have to brag. I have to brag. <laughs> he always does. Uh, <laughs> I
2: made region my sophomore year, and and then this past year my junior year i made the jazz band and then i also made district band region band and area band. area
1: so you were close to making state
2: yes i think they took i'm not sure how much they took but i, pl- I placed like 33rd 32nd so yeah, that's i know good. that there's two state bands and yeah so mm-hmm.
0: and that's all really good it's more than I accomplished. I didn't want to continue with that kind of band in high school, but you did. And uh, it's working out for you. You've learned a lot.
2: Yeah, it, I definitely have learned a lot. I think around, around the time that I was going into my <coughs> freshman year, which was still my first year of being a part of the worship team, I was kind of like in this kind of like drought of like not having a, a real desire to like play any music. Like it was everything was just kind of like football. Yeah, my freshman year, I, I had a debate on band or, or football, and I ultimately chose to go with band, you know. And again, my parents, I'd say, ham- handled it pretty well, not really pressured me to choose one or the other. They kind of just left it up to me, and I told them that I wanted to do band, and they said, OK. And with that desire of not having to do anything, or wanting to play any music, it kind of showed with like how I would show up and go about myself in the in the band program. And kind of at church too, like I was kind of nonchalant about everything. But then I would say the summer of 2019, it was kind of like, I had like a reawakening of like, why I'm on the team and uh, a new desire, a new passion to play music, not just on the bass, but on the trumpet. And just to like really, have the desire to improve my skill set as a musician
1: mm-hmm. and, so, uh, so you play bass trumpet and that's it
2: yeah i am trying to pick up on some other instruments so there's two that really have my interest which is the piano and the drums and those two are like you know it's easy to get the basics of but once you want to be like really good at it's really hard to uh, you
0: got be to put a lot of practice into it. But uh, yeah, that's that's cool to hear, though, about your whole worship experience. I've never heard of or haven't really heard you talk about it that much. Um,
2: yeah, it's it's something I don't really talk about. I think I've only talked about it with, you know, my mom is that whenever like we're on car rides, I always tell her like, you know, joining the jazz band at my school was like the best thing that could have ever happened to me, not just in band, but for the worship and me being on the worship team because you know music is kind of universal in the sense that you can learn music or like theory, music theory or a skill set on like the trumpet but then it kind of has like that universal message and I've been able to apply it to the bass so there's a lot of stuff like a lot of music theory that I've learned being in the jazz the jazz band program at my school that I've been able to apply to my bass playing and that's like really helped improve and kind of like give me different uh things to play while I'm on the while I'm up there uh, worshiping
0: yeah and from the very start you can hear the difference in the way you play and how you put in the practice and the time for it if you if you guys want to hear Jarrah slap on the bass and show up on Sundays and he'll give you a mean slap bass on yeah. one of those those first few songs that we play.
2: It's it's not it's not too much. It still needs a little improvement, but I'm happy that I have it's to the point where I feel confident in playing it up there and it's just really It's really hard to like, kind
1: of get the feel. So, so here recently, a few weeks ago, we we had an opportunity to go to the Texas Tent Revival in the um, Valley View, Texas. Valley View, Texas, with Joshua Fowler, and they, you guys were invited to go and help with the worship. Yes. Yes. How's that experience? It
2: was. It was a tent revival. Is a completely different experience because we've had. You know worship during the service we've had worship just a night of worship and those two alone are completely different experiences to kind of to like worship God but then a tent revival it's like a whole like different atmosphere like because you can kind of get glimpses of like how we do how we play at the night of worship and how we play at church it's kind of like similar but when you play it at a tent revival it's like you know you're just flowing off of like what what you feel God's wanting you to do and not so much of this kind of like you know ABC like go through this go through that and then and then after we go through that whole like song then we'll flow Mm -hmm. of what God wants to do the the Tamar Bible is just kind of like you know we're just gonna feel God's presence and just kind of usher these these people who are there into God's presence and have them prepared for uh after
0: yeah, and it, it was really fun. Me and Jirai both got to play that first night with our cousin Tito, who is on the podcast, our first guest on this podcast. And it was a pretty surreal kind of thing. It, it was refreshing as it as it should be, hence the Texas Tent revival. We were revived, refreshed and ready to come back home, give God our very best. And as far as the flow goes, like Jirai said, it, it wasn't so much structured. There was a list for songs, but If need be, they just kind of float in the spirit, which Mm -hmm. was pretty cool because we're not so accustomed to that yet, but I believe that there's always room for the spirit to move when we're up there worshiping. So that's something to take from there.
1: Yeah, it it was, it was quite an experience. And for me as a dad, you know, I was all, (laughs) you know, I, I was the proud papa, you know, just worshiping God and knowing that you guys are, are up there and, that's one of the first times that i go to a place where i'm not the speaker but you know they took the worship team instead of asking me to speak so (laughs) that that was that was refreshing also
0: yeah and for those of you who don't know my dad used to travel and go to speak at places usually just on his own this is the first time we got to take a family trip to go and experience one of these things and uh, like he said it was jirai and i that were up there instead of him but he does like to brag so if you ever get to meet him in person which i hope you do <laughs> one day he, he'll talk non-stop about the worship team his, his kids serving yes. at church like yeah. it's not a bad thing he's a he's a proud father and that's a good thing but uh, he does it a lot we hear it very often which is encouraging but for just for those of you who don't know he does do that
1: yes i, I do i have some awesome kids and they serve the Lord, so that that's that's a plus. Yep. So, so, G, what's your what's your take? What's your experience like? You know, having your dad number one as a pastor, and you know, seeing him at church, and then coming home and seeing him seeing him at home. You know, is he two different people? You know, what what do you what have you learned? What have you gleaned from all of that? Well,
2: I think that when I see you up on the stage, I kind of, I don't have a, uh, a hard time trying to differentiate, like, the relationship I have with you as a dad and the relationship I have with you as a pastor. And the benefit of you being my dad and my pastor is that I don't really have to call you uh, whenever I have questions about, like, God or His Word. I can just go downstairs and you're always right there at night, and you're always willing to ask any questions. And how you go about yourself at home and at church, it's like... You know, it's you're the you're the same person, and that's something that's like always inspiring to see is how consistent of a person you are, and that's that's just awesome. That's uh,
1: and I didn't, I did not pay him or threaten him right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he did not. He said this on his own. Yes, he did. My heart and off the top of my head. So, uh, Geraldine brought this up
0: in our last episode about being pastors' kids. It uh, to the outside world it the way she put it it puts a kind of pressure you have like a certain standard to meet. we both have our own uh, views about it but what do you did it ever give you this sense of pressure a burden to carry was it is it easy did you just go about it's like oh well that's just a title i don't need to necessarily claim it
2: yeah it's never really like i hardly ever think of being that i'm a pastor's kid like if you if you see how i am you can tell that I live and um, how I do things. It's like, I don't have the thought or the pressure in my mind that I have a standard to me because I'm a passive kid. And I think that's a good thing because it it just lets me be who I am. And, and I feel like that's really good. It lets me, it's, it allows me to be who God wants me to be to the fullest. And I think that's really important and just, you know, being a pastor's kid is just something that's that I was born with and I never really gave it too much thought
1: uh, the, we, we've talked about this before uh, as far as our our dinners our table our table talks what are some of the things that you have learned in, in just our conversations that help you in your walk with the Lord
2: just being able to have that open communication with not just you or mom but with you know judah and gerald and jody just being able to like talk to them and not really have like a sense of like insecurity like oh no like will they judge me with how i go about things with god i think it's like whenever we have those dinner talks i always enjoy them because there's not really a sense of judgment that we have with with any of us mm-hmm. it's always just open conversation and just us talking about yeah, god.
1: and it takes it, they're long too yeah, sometimes yeah. they're too long. <laughs> yeah. I just
2: wanna go upstairs, go to my room. But,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most of the time it's it's our dad talking. Me and Jara just kinda sit by and listen. Every once in a while I have like a thought or a comment. Jara the same thing.
1: But it's just questions that come up and
0: in- Yeah. It in- kinda keeps the conversation going. Yeah. And but we all take part in it which is pretty cool so as far as your personal walk what is what has that been like his dad challenged us this year as a church to read the bible um from beginning to end however you want to read it there was no specific way to read it how's that going has it influenced your private worship life has it helped you stand out more as far as being on the stage like what is it what has it done for you
2: well me personally i've I'll put this out there. I've struggled with being able to keep up with the ch- just because I get busy, and I'm not trying to excuse myself because you know God should have our our time and our full attention. But you know life sometimes happens, and I get really stressed out, and I've been kind of slacking on reading the Bible. And right now I'm reading into Ephesians right now. I'm trying to just pick up on whatever I feel like God is telling me to read. And more than, as of right now, I'm just trying to focus on like presenting myself and trying to like show that I am uh, a believer in Christ and I have like a personal relationship with God, without having to say it, just by how I live and how I how I go about myself and my actions. I want people to like see like, man, like that guy is like so like joyful. He's always in a good mood. And that's really right now what I'm focusing on in my personal walk with God and just trying to have a consistent motivation to just get to know him and read his word. Yeah.
1: And and I think that's where it comes from is reading, reading his word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So you guys are there at church all the time and you're always listening to, to me preach and then we get home and you know we we talk more about different scriptures or different life events and but in addition to that you know you continue to read the bible and continue to feed yourself and you know as darelyn was saying last week is you know we, we need to keep that that personal relationship we need to build that that relationship with god and and i see it i mean I, you know as your dad i can see all of all four of you you know building that relationship as you as you go forward you know i I, and you guys have heard me say this I at your age i was nowhere near where you guys are at and and i thank god that that uh, you guys are doing this for him yeah well
0: we're very lucky to have you not as just our dad but as our pastor like i mentioned in the last episode you and mom had a real big influence on giving me that foundation on something i can build off of for myself which i do now and i'm sure it it has the same impact on gerard
2: yeah like y'all's influence y'all that you and mom have had on me is like insane because like like put me in any other situation i even if like i am going to church but y'all are not my parents i'm definitely not gonna be who i am right now
0: yeah and that influence overflows from us to our friends. For many of you who don't know, Gerard actually the one who invited some of the members that are currently on our worship team to church. So tell us a little bit. You don't have to go into too much detail because they'll be here eventually on the podcast. But, you know, give us the rundown, the summary.
2: Yeah, so Ryan, one of our pianists, how we met is quite a story. So we're both in the marching band at our, at our school. And... Basically, after our very first football game, we- Your freshman year. Yes, my freshman year, very first high school football game, playing in the band. And it was, it was a lot of fun just being there. But after the game, we're on the bus and we're like so excited. And it's me and Ryan, and this was before we knew each other. We just kind of like knew each other as like, oh, he's in band and I'm in band. So we kind of, and we didn't even know each other's name. So we were just leading like the craziness that was going on at the, on the bus after the game. And so then we both, we both get in trouble by the directors and <laughs> we, get, we get called in to the office. And so that's kind of like how we first met. But then he also had a schedule change in his, with one of his classes. So we both ended up having band class and our third period class together. So it kind of worked out. In that sense because then we would just like talk talk to each other walk walk to class with each other just we kind of built that relationship first without really necessarily talking about god or like our faith
1: Mm -hmm. and then you invited him yes
2: so i invited him by i kind of uh didn't really like do it as like most people would have done it i would just kind of bring up to him like you know why aren't you going to my church right now like (laughs) <laughs> you know, we just had a service yesterday, and you weren't there. Like, what's up with that? And then he would just kind of be like, "I know, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to go. I'm letting my parents know, like." And he's he's a very skilled musician, not just on the pianist, but he kind of, he can kind of hang on the drums and the guitar. So I would tell him like, you know, right now like someone's gonna be out, and we could really use you to like come in and just cover for one service. And eventually he did that for one service late in December. And after that, he's just kind of like, you know, the rest is history. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then there's Byron, who is our lead guitarist. Tell us about that.
2: Um, Byron, me and him have been friends for quite a while now. We're uh, six years and we kind of met each other just by unknowingly walking to the same class back in middle school and he would always. She had our basketball hoop in the neighborhood. And yeah, I was you, Dad. <laughs> uh, you told me to go outside and play basketball with well, him.
1: Well, he, he was always there playing basketball outside the house by himself. And I said, well, who's this kid? And I said, Jude, is that your friend? And they said, no, no, that's Jariah's friend. I said, well, why is he out there by himself? he Go out there, Jariah.
2: And I unwillingly went outside because <laughs> I wanted to stay in and play video games. And but, you know, that push was all that I needed for, you know, this amazing friendship that we have with each other. And eventually because he, you know, coming over to my house like almost every day and hanging out with him every day, he obviously was going to find out that, you know, we're we go to church and we we are believers. And so he knew that. And the invite was always a consistent invite. It was just a matter of how he was going to get there. So a couple months before he actually started playing on the worship team, he showed up, and he would hang out and sit down with us. And, yeah, we just just kind of like a consistent invite just to let him know that, you know, we we would like to see you at church. And,
1: and they didn't have a right, so eventually they just stayed the night Saturday. <laughs> yes. Yeah, our and infamous Saturday, Saturday nights.
2: Yes, Saturday nights were the nights where we would all, like, hang out after our worship practice for the morning. And we would all just kind of just have fun, talk to each other and you know, it's those nights that you can't really like explain. You kind of just have to be there. And eventually we added, I don't know if y'all talked about Carter, but you know, our, me me and Ryan and Carter, were kind of like a little trio we had going on in band. And we would just hang out in practice rooms during lunch, just kind of, you know, you know, just do whatever we we could with the time we had during lunch. And eventually, once Ryan started going to church, he just, you know, he loves being there. Even to this day, like, he, his passion is very evident. Eventually, me and him just kind of like, I don't want to say bully, but, but we kind of just picked on Carter in a way to kind of like, as a friend, like, you know, hey, you're the only one who's not going uh, to church out of the three of us, you know, what's up with that? And we just kind of like <laughs> joke around with him because we all, we, we kind of had that relationship with each other, even with Byron. Before before Byron had met Carter, even, we all had a relationship uh, with each other where we can kind of like push each other. And I think that's that's really good and that's helpful to when we're mm-hmm. trying to be on the worship team and kind of put everything together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and to this day, we're all still friends. They're the friends we're talking about before that we played the rock music with Mm -hmm. because luckily enough, Carter was into the same music Jariah and I were in. And then me and Jariah both showed it to Byron and Ryan. And from there, we just kind of got together and would have our jam sessions. Yes, our jam sessions. And we all love being on the worship team together. I know they really enjoy it and love going to church, but it wouldn't have happened if Jariah hadn't invited them in the first place which is something you always push us to do not just as your kids but as members of the church it's Mm -hmm. important
1: to grow the church yeah just invite somebody you'll get a lot of no's but you know eventually you'll you'll get a yes so yeah i don't
2: don't really like taking all the credit for inviting (laughs) you know i try to i try to keep myself humble that way but yeah i i I did invite them and you know ultimately it was them who decided to keep on going so Mm -hmm.
0: yeah then that was the important thing though you gave them the opportunity and they took it and kept running with it so i asked this question to geraldine you have i don't know if you have any specific favorite artists whether they're just an individual solo artist or a worship group but if so do you have right now We'll, we'll do like your top three favorite worship and or praise songs, uh, because Jerilyn listed three, most of which were by Brandon Lake. So give us your top three, if you can, if just for right now, what, what's, what's really hitting you right now?
2: Yeah. Top three, that's always going to change with your walk with God. You're always going to go through different seasons and that's going to leave the door open for you to really love different songs at different times. So I as of right now I wouldn't put them in any particular order but as of right now goodness of God of God by Bethel music that one's really been speaking to
1: me yeah that's a good song yeah I like that
2: I'm not really like and it was like one of the first songs where I didn't really listen to music because I kind of have the habit of when I listen to a song I listen to the music around it not necessarily the lyrics. So, but with, when I heard Goodness of God, like it was like, all I could hear was the lyrics and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say Goodness of God right now. And then Mercy by Elevation Worship and Maverick City. It's one of their their most recent album right now. Mm-hmm. That one I always listen to just whenever I can. And a third one I would have to say is uh, Fresh Wind by Hillsong Worship. Those three worship songs had really just given me a different a different kind of passion with worshiping. How,
1: how do you, what do you do, what's your process like to get into, into the zone, if you will, you know, just a worship zone, to get into spirit?
2: I kind of just start off with, like, at first I want to, like, Tune away any distractions, cause you know, when, whenever I want to worship, I just want to, you know, focus on worshiping and nothing else. So I do that, and then I just put in my AirPods, I lay in bed, and I close my eyes, and I try to just, you know, listen to listen to the music and kind of like think of like all that God has done and what He's still planning on doing. So that's kind of how I do it in my in my own personal worship
1: how's living in a pastor's home how's that been for you you know you, you guys have had to make sacrifices obviously um, yes how how is that for you guys living in a pastor's home what are some of the sacrifices that you can discuss well
2: one is obviously the biggest one is time you know time is like you can't you can't make up for time you know you're always going to be losing time and not really gaining it and i always i always sacrifice my time and i always try to like prioritize you know my faith and my and just trying to get to know god and i'll always no matter what as i can say this right now i'll always no matter what have have time for god and that's what i plan on doing my my whole life i don't plan on changing that and i don't want anything to get in the way like on uh, Sunday mornings, like, I'm not I'm not going to be doing anything Sunday mornings. Or Saturday nights for, like, worship practice. I don't, I'm not going to plan anything Saturday nights because that's, you know, the time I, I set aside for God. Mm.
1: And, and what about just growing up here in the home, you know, some of the rough things? Yeah, we have experienced a lot. We've
0: had a, a few times where we weren't sure what was going to happen the next day as far as like where we were living how we were getting from point a to point b whether or not we still had like a church to go to not that that for me necessarily was still or that big of a deal just because i was still a little kid for the few times but we have lived through that and experienced that and i think it was for the better it taught us to be humble and to enjoy everything we have now because for many years, we didn't have many Christmases, but we were fortunate enough to still get gifts even after Christmas. And we are lucky that we were raised by you and mom to have that example for us to always be thankful and grateful for what God has given us. Would G have anything to say on that?
2: Yeah, it was just kind of like really, really just humble beginnings. You know, we started off with like a, a nice church, a nice house you know, nice nice stuff, we had, like, the newer stuff, but then as time went on, and it, it's just, like, the struggle kept on getting, like, worse and worse, like, it was just, we we kept on having to sacrifice more and more of, like, what we wanted, just so we could focus on what what God needed us to do, and that did lead to us not having a lot of, like, that, that led to us not having a Christmas, so we wouldn't get Christmas gifts on Christmas, and, ultimately for me i was so little to where that wasn't a big problem because you know uh i guess a gift and but i think with all that being said it helped me to kind of just appreciate what we went through and just be grateful for what we have right now because you know without without all that struggle that we had growing up i don't think that we would be where we are right now
1: yeah i mean i, I often at like years in a row we would be able to get to the gifts like you know in january mm-hmm. uh you know middle to the end of january and then we would keep the christmas tree up <laughs> just so that we could tell you that it was a, a late christmas gift very late <laughs> you know. yeah
2: yeah i mean i mean to <laughs> me i took it as you know just a longer christmas you know for everyone christmas ended on the 25th but ours would go through january and we still had that expectation but of a gift so yeah that's how i took it but you know that i was just little I didn't yeah. see
0: it as anything else. being the youngest of the four he had a different view from the rest i know there was times i was really bummed out that we didn't get anything for christmas but we still had times where we could, would go watch movies on christmas day mm-hmm. and that was always fun but even still receiving the gifts afterwards me and gerard got to use all of the video games that y'all got us and mm-hmm. the toys when we were young so we still had a lot to be grateful for especially with the roof over our heads because there was a time where we were technically homeless but even through that we uh, we just kept going because we were still young whereas we we're just like oh we're just moving again we've moved around a lot as a family so it it was nice it it built character for us
2: <laughs> yeah it, it really taught me how to like appreciate anything that's like given to me out of just get because it would be a lot of times where judah would get something new and i would get the handy down <laughs> and i was like i mean that's new to me so yeah. it may not be new to everyone else but it's new to me like say like an xbox judah got the new the newer xbox one and so i get the handy down xbox 360 and i'm like yeah, you'd be that, very excited that, like yeah. that's my own like I, i'm just happy to call it my own
0: yeah, and now we each have our own new things because God has come through for us many times. Especially in recent years, it's just kind of been one blessing after the other.
2: Yeah, very overwhelming with all the stuff that we have. It's like, I can't get to it all. and It's just a very like uh, humbling uh, experience just to be where we are right now and just kind of appreciate the struggle and what we have.
0: Mm -hmm. it gave us a lot of family time too we're really close all four of Mm -hmm. us we spend a lot of time together and we talk we laugh so and with you and mom too Mm yeah
2: when when i first got to public school in fourth grade i remember talking to just my classmates and they would tell me like their relationship with their siblings and their parents and i'm like what? like they're like (laughs) because i was just surprised at how like different it was from uh mine like like People would tell me, like, oh, yeah, I know, like, I hardly talk to my brother or my sister. And I'm like, what? Like, we would, like, the four of us, we would just go around, just spend the night in each other's room and just laugh at each other, make jokes, just watch a movie, just whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they just, I don't know, It's just, it's just weird. And it kind of, like, opened my eyes to, like, how lucky I am to be in this, to be a part of what we have right now.
1: So so being a pastor's kid hasn't, like, robbed you guys of anything?
0: No, not really. Like I mentioned before, I think it, having you and mom as our examples really helped. And though sometimes it didn't make sense when you were like, well, you can read the Bible and pray, talk to Jesus. It didn't make sense at the time. But, you know, as I got older, it helped and I don't feel like I was robbed of anything. I know I mentioned that last time because me and Jira had our group of friends and we would just do what boys do. We'd play and it didn't really change from the house or church being in those children's classes, VBS during the summer.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing was, I never felt like I missed out on anything. And if if I did miss out, then it was ultimately like better for me if I did miss out because, you know, I'm just, you know, trying to grow up trying to have fun with my friends at school and stuff and that's why i really value your like everyone's opinion like in the in the family like whether it's just you dad or judah or just anyone i really like take in uh the advice y'all give me because you know i'm the youngest and every like whatever i grew up through everyone else the other five have been through it before me so i really like Take, evaluate uh, y'all's y'all's perspective that y'all give to me.
0: I love you, Papa. That's pretty much all we have for this episode. What did you think of the podcast? How was your experience? What would you What would you rate
1: it?
2: I would rate it a five out of five because I'm on here and I'm the one,
1: talking. <laughs> so it's, it's less boring when yeah. I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> so, anything you want to say to our listeners?
2: Check out all the other episodes on the podcast. <laughs> Check out my dad's a podcast called the attitude zone and then my mom and dad's podcast what, What's it called? together together yeah. yeah so they just talk about you know their relationship uh with each other so yeah. and also try try and meet us at uh, 16 320 human road we're there every sunday morning at 10 and just show up and you'll have a, lo- a great time there.
0: Yes. And as with every guest, they're going to give you a donut and some coffee because we do have that in the morning. So if you show up on a Sunday, ask for Jiraiya, the bass player, Mm -hmm. and he will go over to you, shake your hand, give you a donut, whether or not he ate it and coffee. And uh, I make
2: the best coffee. You can ask our other worship team member, Nathaniel, about that. <laughs> I, I always make him his coffee. But mm. Yeah, we're glad
0: yeah. that you were here with
1: us. Yeah, I, um, I had a lot of fun. It it, just, thank you, everyone, for listening. We do appreciate you. Continue to share this. Share this with your friends. Put it on your social media. And let them know about the Arise Worship podcast with Judah. I, I think it'll be a great blessing for us. Uh, you know, we want to be able to grow it and have more listeners. So, And we need your support for that. Yes. Uh, and as always, you know, we are waiting for you at Arise Church, 16320 Hebner Road here in San Antonio. We are inside Loop 1604, right inside 1604 on Bitters and Hebner. Right across the street from Hebner Elementary School, we're there every Sunday morning at 10. We hope that you can go and so that we can meet you in person and shake your hand. And I know that God will, will bless you when you get there. You're going to experience some of the best worship that you would ever experience. You know, we, we have an awesome, awesome worship team there at Arise.
0: Yes, and that is the bragging that we were talking about earlier in the episode. (laughs) But uh, yes, we hope you can make it on a Sunday morning. There's nothing like being together with fellow believers. It's really encouraging. And don't forget, also on July 18th at 6:30 p.m., we'll be having our night of worship, which is coming back. At this point, it's been a year and a half since our last one pre pre COVID. So we're very, very excited to get to worship with you all again. You can wear a mask if you want to, but you don't really have to. Whatever you're comfortable with, we just want you to be there to worship with us. It's going to be an amazing night, and we hope to see you there. Follow Arise Worship on Instagram. It is at Arise Worship Official, and then the church account is AriseChurch.sa.
1: Yes, so make sure you follow us there on social media, on Instagram so that you can find out a little bit more of what our church is doing and what Arise Worship is doing as well. Yes,
0: and uh, thank you for joining us for this podcast. We'll uh, talk to you all soon in the next episode. It may or may not include another guest. We will see, but it won't be such a long break in
1: between. I know this last one. I got busy with school. Sorry, guys. Yeah, So, but again, thank you so very much for listening. That is Judah, your host. Yes, worship leader at Arise Church. And... What- co-host i am dr j a pastor at arise church and we thank you for listening and we will talk again next week be blessed bye everyone